well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms. Cam and Company, my name is Cam Edwards. I am so glad you're with us on the program today. We're going to be talking about the uh, shooting in Buffalo, New York, over the weekend. The uh, calls for more gun control laws from the usual suspects from uh, New York Governor uh, Kathy Hochul on down. Although, a uh, again, a, a decided lack of specificity. Uh, as to what those quote-unquote common-sense gun control laws would look like that aren't already on the books in places like New York State, which, of course, you know, passed the uh, the SAFE Act package of uh, gun control laws back in 2013. We were told that that was going to make the state a safer place. Uh, it has not. But again, that's not stopping uh, gun control activists and anti-gun politicians from doing their best to uh, try to exploit this tragedy to try to crack down on our right to keep and bear arms and make it harder for uh, those of us uh, to exercise our right of armed self-defense. So on today's program, we're going to be talking with uh, my friend Tony Simon. He's the founder of Diversity Shoot, and he is, honestly, Tony is one of my favorite, not just one of my favorite Second Amendment activists, Tony is one of my favorite people out there. Uh, I wish that the circumstances were better for this conversation, but uh, given the demonization that is underway right now, once again, against uh, all law-abiding gun owners, against our right to keep and bear arms. I, I wanted to have Tony on the program today to talk about what he's doing with Diversity Shoot, because there is, I do believe, a full-fledged effort right now to portray every gun owner out there as a horrible person, as a ticking time bomb, right? Uh, as the worst of this country, as opposed to what Tony really sees at each and every one of these events, which is, I think, the best of the United States. People coming together with all kinds of differing backgrounds and experiences and maybe even ideologies, but finding common ground in our individual liberties and freedoms. That, to me, again, is the best of this country. And it is taking place at each and every diversity shoot that's held in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Take a look and a listen. Tony, thank you so much, sir, for coming on the program. It's so good talking with you today. I apologize to our viewers. We had some technical issues, but at least we get to hear your, uh, your voice and we get to see your picture. Uh, and I thank you very much for your time today. Well, thanks for having me on, man. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. And, uh, hey, I have a face radio, so this works out <laughs> Yeah, that hasn't helped me. Uh, but, uh, you know, I again, I, I'm glad you're with us. And I, I'm glad that, we're, that you were able to do this because, you know, I, I thought about what I wanted to use this show for today to talk about, obviously, the shooting in Buffalo, New York, uh, and the motivation behind it. And, you know, we're seeing, Tony, the media react as it always does, right? Uh, I mean, I've seen headlines today. The most extreme group in America are those Second Amendment activists who want unfettered access to the right to keep and bear arms. Uh, gun owners are being painted with a broad brush. We're told that the next round of gun control laws is the one that's going to do the trick. Um, but even more than that, I mean, the motivation, it seems, of this murderer uh, in Buffalo was to divide this country and Americans even further apart, which to me is completely antithetical to what you're doing with Diversity Shoot, uh, which is all about bringing people together. Uh, and this program has just seen enormous growth. I mean, I want folks to understand, this is your baby. 
Uh, and how many hours a week do you devote to diversity shoot? Man, I cannot say that in public. I'm married. My wife, I've been doing this. Um, it, it's hours a day um, between social media, trying to come up with plans for the next one. Understand, we started this in 2015, and I was doing a diversity shoot every other month at Gun for Hire Range in Woodland Park with Ashley Calandro. And now we're doing 24 this year. Wow. In five different ranges over two states. So, yes, it has grown, and it's grown during COVID. That's when we had the explosion, and we started, uh, we got uh, the Heritage Guild and uh, Eastern PA reached out to me and said, hey, I know that Governor Murphy has your state closed down. Pennsylvania's open. Why don't you host a diversity issue here? And that got the ball rolling, and we started doing that in 2020 after the shutdowns. We were able to be in Pennsylvania, and we just grew. And we have people from all backgrounds showing up. They're coming from as far as New York State to drive into Pennsylvania, actually uh, participate in a diversity shoot. And it's, it's great, um, the number of people we have, the different backgrounds we have. So, yeah, it's not about divisiveness. It's about bringing people together, and we're having a good time doing it. Are you concerned, uh, or, or do you think that uh, this shooting in Buffalo may actually prompt more people to show up uh, at your next event? Oh, I think it'll prompt more people to show up because my last event that was at Gun for Higher Range happened a couple of days after the subway shooting in New York. And people came from the city just to shoot guns, be more familiar with them. And we actually had that discussion because as hard as it is to believe it was the first diversity shoot in the immediate aftermath of a, of a mass shooting so we wanted to talk about it, and it was it was really a great conversation because it proves that the government cannot keep you safe. They will fail every time. Understand, the New York subway has a 70% increase in violent crime and a 60% increase in officers just in the subway. So, no, police can't keep you safe. It is your responsibility and your responsibility, and that's what people want to hear. When 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 you had that event right after the subway shooting, um, and you had that strong turnout, I'm curious. I mean, was it? Were, were we talking like? Is this just really a broad demographic of, of who this country is? Were you seeing young, old, black, white, Asian, Hispanic? I mean, who who sh- who showed up at that last event right after that shooting? All of the above. The uh, this 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 wow this person that was trying to divide the country. Well, it's kind of late. The media has been doing it for a long time. And uh, we're tired of it. And minorities are tired of it. And they're, they're, they're bulking back. You're getting pushed back. People aren't buying it anymore. When you come to our event, uh, like this particular last event at Gun for Higher Range, they were black, white, Hispanic, old, young. Uh, it was a huge demographic. It was just, if you go on my social media, I just walked the camera through the range. And you see everything represented. And that's the way it should be. This is America. We come together doing tragedy. Some, it's a family. Sometimes you don't get along with people. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you have an uncle that you won't speak to. <laughs> hey, tragedy hits and you work together. And that's what we are here in this country. And we can't let politicians divide us because they're only doing it for their own benefit, not for ours. 
Well, you got that right. Uh, and I would say it's it's you know, it's beyond the politician. I think there are so many forces in this country who who want to keep us uh, at each other's throats and, 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 and keep us divided, whether it's for, you know, personal profit or political gain. But as you say, you know, there is, I think, the that growing um, sense among many Americans that uh, it, it doesn't have to be this way, uh, along with that recognition, as you say, that. Uh, ultimately, the government cannot keep you safe. Uh, and whether we're talking about you know legal decisions like Castle Rock versus Gonzalez, where the Supreme Court said, listen, even if you got a restraining order against uh, out against somebody, um, the police are under no obligation to actually you know protect you as an individual. To again, these uh, you know attacks in the New York subway, this attack at the grocery store in Buffalo this past weekend, you know. It seems to me, Tony, after the fact, we always hear, okay, well, listen, uh, you know, there there were disturbing reports, right? Or this guy was even taken in for a mental evaluation. So often, it seems that these individuals were on the government's radar, uh, and yet that didn't stop uh, this attack. So I don't know why anybody would think that another, slapping another gun control on the books, uh, as opposed to, as you say, you know, going the opposite route, actually encouraging people to exercise their Second Amendment rights, encouraging people to protect themselves and protect others uh, and encourage, again, a culture of responsible gun ownership, not tra- not training mandates, not charging people hundreds of dollars in non-refundable fees so they can apply and be denied for a concealed carry license, but an honest to goodness culture of responsible gun ownership instead of gun prohibition. And I think that that actually would make a difference. I think what's going to have to happen, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, is the minorities and women, they have to take the front row. Uh, they have to be on the front line because that's what's going to change things. Right now, every white male is being canceled by the gun control movement. They're using this white supremacist as the whipping boy uh, for every gun owner that, that's white. So, yeah, when something like this takes place, you have to step back and let uh, DC Project, uh, National African American Gun, Gun Club. You have to let all these people come forth. Um, Black Guns Matter. Second is for everyone diversity issue. Yeah, we have to step out and go, yeah, no, we're not buying into this. You can't tell me that a white supremacist who was on your radar and in your custody was allowed to get out and shoot up a black uh, a store full of black people and your solution is to disarm us and make it more difficult for us to protect ourselves when you've proven over and over, the authorities have proven over and over, they can't protect us. That's a no, dog. Um, we're protecting ourselves. We're fighting for our Second Amendment rights, and we're not going to give those rights up because of your gun control agenda. And what we need to do is start pushing, regardless of your political party, use your primaries to get rid of anybody in your party who's pro-gun control. Make it a thing. Call them, write them, and be a pain in the butt and change your party from within because that's how you're going to do it. I don't go into my events trying to make everyone a Republican because that is not going to happen. But what I do say is what I just say. Work on your own party. Fight for your own civil rights and make gun control politically possible for anyone that brings it up. And that's the way forward. That's how we're going to have to win. We're going to have to put it out there that this is not the way to have a career in politics by banning and restricting civil rights of minorities, period. So that's what we're going to have to do, and that's how we're going to have to work. Especially after a tragedy like this. 
Absolutely. So let me ask you, well, when is the next diversity shoot? When and where is the next diversity shoot taking place? The next diversity shoot is May 24th at Union Hill Gun Club in Monroe, New Jersey. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, again, we invite all people, regardless of race, gender, religion, background. We don't care. If you're a human being, come to Union Hill Gun Club on the 24th, uh, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Our tickets are available either on Eventbrite or you can go to my social media, Simon Says Train on Instagram in, in the bio, or the second is for everyone on Facebook, and it's a clickable link right there. Listen, one of these days, and I, I feel bad, because typically these are held on what, Thursday nights, right? Well, uh, there are Thursdays well, and Wednesdays and Tuesdays. They're all over the place now because <laughs> different ranges have different ranges. So hey, you have 22 more of these you can make. I know. I know. The trouble for me is, you know, I work Monday through Friday. So, 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 so driving to New Jersey during the week is challenging for me. But you know what? It's challenging, I'm sure, for you to put on 24 events a year uh, on the side while you're working 40 plus hours a week. So now I'm feeling kind of bad. I, I, I think I just talked myself out of that excuse. I do need to go. And I really want to go because, Tony, I got to tell you, I mean, I, I, I get so inspired talking to you about this every time we talk. And I know that I've said I want to put together an event in, uh, in Virginia and in Richmond. How, you know, let me ask you this before we let you go. Do you have other folks around the country? Because as you say right now, this is New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Do you have folks in California? Do you have folks in Chicago who said, hey, I want to do a diversity shoot too? Because it seems like this really is an idea that not only could be, but should be replicated from coast to coast. Well, we got lucky in 2020 and we had uh, the Nebraska Firearms Owners Association bring me out in 2021. And we had a great time out there in Omaha. So, yes, we can host some stuff. I can fly out. We can host some events. And we'll set you up for future events. We really like this thing to grow because it's needed everywhere. It's needed to bring people together. And if you're old enough, you remember the 90s, and it was not like this. Or the 2000s. This is some new divisiveness. And really, we need to get back to where we were as a nation together, understand that we can have our differences, we can still get along. And I don't think that's changed. I just think that's a narrative that's being pushed. And a thing like diversity shoot, we bring people together, we have fun, we break bread, we get an education, and then we have fun shooting guns and exercising our actual human right uh, of self-defense. So uh, that's yeah. what we want to do. You know, and, and and you do make a good point because I, I not only do I think it is worse now and i don't think this is just you know nostalgia kicking in and you forget uh, how bad it was 30 years ago i think it has gotten worse uh over the past couple of decades but you know one of the things that i love about the firearms community is that it is at least my experience has been that it is very open it is very welcoming uh and that personally i've met folks from walks of life that i probably never would have hung out with never would have become friends with and the commonality was our gun ownership. It was our Second Amendment activism. That was what brought us together. Uh, and so when we are looking at ways to lessen those divides and to, you know, uh, reach out to folks, um, I, honestly, I think gun ownership, I think going to the range, I think things like diversity shoot, I think that is an exceptional way to actually do that. And to, as you say, to have fun doing it. 
Yeah, and that's that's really what it comes down to. We have the easier path once we get them to the range. <laughs> we, we go, hey, let's have fun, let's shoot this thing. The other side has to convince you that the fun thing you're doing is evil and bad, and that's really not what it is, and it doesn't take much to actually belie that statement. Uh, we've had people that have never fired a gun before come out to our events, especially the one in Pennsylvania, and we start them out shooting maybe a 9mm handgun or maybe a twenty two, you know, semi-automatic rifle, and by the end of the day, uh, they're shooting an MP5, fully automatic MP5, fully automatic Uzi, or fully automatic Tommy gun, and having the time of their lives. Oh, it is a great thing, and it's real easy uh, for us to do. But we have to get people out there. And also, when it's over, we also want them to understand that you need to be politically active. You need to take a part in the process. Because if you don't, it's just a good time that will go away. We need you to fight for it so it's something the next generation has available to them uh, as a fun activity, but also as a means to protect themselves and their country. So it's very important. And that's why I want people to have fun, but also be educated. We as a whole, Americans, need to be more politically active and fight for the rights to believe it. And never, even if you don't plan on owning a firearm ever, you should fight for the right of others to be able to do so. Absolutely. Tony, listen, man, again, I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Uh, I thank you for everything you do. I love you very much. And I hope I get a chance to see you in person here before long. Yep, really appreciate it. Thanks for being on. Thank everyone for listening. I do appreciate Tony dropping by and uh, look forward to having him back on the program again very soon. And yeah, I do. It won't be May 24th because I think I'm going to be heading to uh, Houston, Texas for the NRA annual meeting. But I will this summer. I will this summer. Even if I take time off work to do it. I'm going to get to a diversity shoot. And I hope that Tony will let me borrow a fire when I get there. Or I'll drive to the one in Pennsylvania because uh, I'm not running the risk of uh, trying to exercise my Second Amendment rights as a Virginian crossing state lines in New Jersey. That's, yeah, more of that common sense gun control stuff. All right, let's get to today's Armed citizen story, our good deed of the day. Our recidivist report will start there with a story out of Baltimore, Maryland, where a man accused in a gas station shooting, as it turns out, uh, was on parole for a murder conviction. Yes, 47-year-old Joseph Molden is now facing uh, charges of attempted first-degree murder, attempted second-degree murder, reckless endangerment, uh, assault, as well as violations of Maryland's gun control laws, uh, after allegedly randomly shooting two customers at a gas station. According to authorities, Molden shot a 37-year-old man and a 22-year-old man around 4 o'clock in the morning at a gas station on Reistertown Road in Baltimore. Police said the man were simply filling up their cars. They were not the intended targets. Uh, One victim shot in the arm, the other shot in the leg. Police said that Molden had been fighting with another person and began randomly shooting, striking the two men. Molden was also wounded during the uh, shooting, but police say it's unclear whether he shot himself or was wounded by somebody else. He uh, fled the scene, later showed up at a hospital for treatment. Uh, right now being held at uh, Central Booking and Intake Center in downtown Baltimore. So here's the thing. Molden should have been in prison. He was sentenced to 30 years in prison for murder. A sentence that started on October 15th, 2002. He was paroled from that 30-year 
sentence for murder in May of 2018. So he did about half of that 30-year sentence before he was let go. Lieutenant Latoya Gray, spokeswoman for the Department of Public Safety and Correctional Services, says that uh, Molden had been compliant while he was in prison. He completed numerous prison education, parenting, and trade skill programs. Okay. But a 30-year sentence cut down to 15 simply because he availed himself of the opportunities there in prison? I don't know. I have, a, I have, I have issues with this. She also said that Molden had been compliant under parole and probation supervision since his release, had gotten a job and continued to participate in reentry programming. Uh, she said that Molden was subject to supervision until October 10th, 2032. Well, compliant, I suppose, is a bit of a stretch, considering that uh, Molden is now facing charges of attempted first-degree murder, attempted second-degree murder, reckless endangerment, assault, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, and other charges. Seems to be like the compliance with his probation, more of a legal fiction uh, than an actual reality. Now, uh, today's Armed citizen story, DeKalb, Indiana, uh, outside of uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, I guess DeKalb County, where uh, two home invaders were shot dead during a uh, home burglary, two others held by the homeowner, until police arrived, uh, the Indiana State Police reports that this uh, early morning burglary happened uh, in, in DeKalb County, as I mentioned. Four burglars entering the home shortly before 6 o'clock in the morning. They confronted the homeowner. Indiana State Police says uh, he was able to produce his own fireman fired at these suspects. 42-year-old Tabitha Johnson, 42-year-old Sean Cruz, both from Fort Wayne, Indiana, taken into custody. When police arrived, they will be facing charges of felony murder as well as burglary. Uh, 36-year-old Ramesha LaSharon Moore, 22-year-old Dylan Scott Moorefield of uh, both of Indiana, were shot and killed in that home invasion by the homeowner. Uh, police are investigating, but at this time, this looks to be a clear-cut case of self-defense. No charges have been filed against the homeowner, and of all of the evidence, continues to uh, 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 point uh, in this same direction, uh, no charges will be filed because, uh, again, he was acting in defense of himself uh, when these four intruders broke into his home. Uh, finally today, our good deed of the day down in Florida, where a driver who uh, suffered from a medical emergency on the road uh, got a chance to meet the Good Samaritans who uh, helped to save her life, Lori Raber. Uh, lost consciousness when she was behind the wheel last week. Uh, apparently a combination of high blood pressure medication and a fasting diet. But uh, onlookers, according to uh, WSLS, um, saw what was going on and actually helped stop the car, getting out of their vehicle and actually putting themselves in front of the car as it stopped. So a couple of days ago, the... Uh, Police Department in Boynton Beach, Florida, uh, honored the Good Samaritans, uh, able to reunite them uh, with Ms. Raber. And I got to say, generally, you know, when we talk about these good deeds of the day, the reward that the Good Samaritan gets is typically thank you, uh, maybe a little plaque. Uh, in this case, the Boynton Beach Police Department 
giving every one of these Good Samaritans, along with the woman that they saved, a free Caribbean cruise and a $2,000 gift card. Yeah, which is uh, pretty amazing, honestly. I don't know where that money was coming from, but uh, I, I certainly would not encourage you to do the, you know, to help out strangers because you might get a free cruise out of it. But uh, I, I am glad to see that these Good Samaritans, not only in the right place at the right time, will unable to do the right thing, but uh, getting a nice little treat for their good deed as well. Now, that is all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. Again, I want to thank you for being a part of today's program. We will be back tomorrow with more of the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation. But be sure to check out the website throughout the day because we are constantly updating with the news stories as they happen. If you like what you see, you can also become a VIP subscriber to Bearing Arms. Just go to bearingarms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS and you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. Not only will you be supporting the independent pro-Second Amendment journalism we do at Bearing Arms, but as our way of saying thanks, we're going to give you access to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. News stories, analysis, to get more things you need to know about. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.